Okay. All right. Welcome to the uh, Spike and Teabag. Two morons talking about casinos and stuff. Stuff. <laughs> All kinds of random stuff. Life is uh, an assortment of random stuff that we'll probably babble about on this podcast. Oh, endless frequently. Ba- endless babble. I don't. I don't yeah. know how much structure there is. Yeah, it's <laughs> a basic. Uh, we we know a little bit about casinos. Um, that's the basics. <laughs> right. We uh, both of us are uh, working the in the center of the strip. If if you don't know who we are, so. yeah. Yep. The center of the strip. Now we've worked on the East Coast, uh, Detroit, which I guess would be the Midwest, but I don't consider Chicago or Detroit. Midwest, really, right? Yeah, they're like its own thing. They're like the cities of, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because when I typically, typically when I think of Midwest in everybody else's mind, I think of like a farmer on a tractor, kind of Midwest kind of thing. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. A Napoleon Dynamite or something. Yeah. Even though that's not, is that the Midwest? I don't uh, know what yeah, that I think is. so. That was like Iowa or something like that. But I think of Iowa, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Like that's the Midwest to me. And then, like, northern Texas, kind of, I don't know. Then you get, it gets screwy on some of the, the states over there in the Midwest. I'm, I'm, never, yeah. I'm never sure where it starts and stops. We're at the, the north, north edge of it. The northeast, is, Michigan is the top of that. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, who knows? But uh, anyway. I know it snows, and, and now I live in Vegas, and it doesn't snow. It's really sunny out Yeah. I I worked in Connecticut and uh, yeah we'd get snow days it was the best <laughs> we'd get a day off because you're not supposed to be on the road so we go straight to the Packy which is the liquor store in New England and uh, we would start drinking and then we would call in to our casino casino and uh, <laughs> we would all call in and pass the phone around I'd be like hey what's up it's Terrence uh, I'm not coming in tonight and they'd be like all right. And then I'd be like, hold on, Ken. Ken's here, too. And they'd pass it to Ken, and Ken would be like, Mauricio's here. And uh, Mo would be like, hey, Lisa's here. And we would really just pass it around to 10 people <laughs> all calling in. So they just wouldn't open whole pits? like, and yeah. Okay, so who yeah. are you calling into if nobody's supposed to be there? Like, are those the people scheduling that, like, live office. Like, they live, like, right there? Or they? Well, the, the, uh, <coughs> the amount of employees in gaming – in table games was uh, twenty three hundred, so people were there. People made what, it. You know like, what I mean? Like eight hundred. No, that's more than that. That's like, uh, let's say, yeah, like eight hundred a shift. It was a big casino, so swing shift was obviously yeah huge. I mean, we had. I always uh, the casino I work at now, which is a a, a pretty uh, big casino on the strip. Um, our high limit had more tables than this casino. Wow, a that's bigger, crazy. Bigger floor in high limit. <laughs> that, that is crazy. I, in the high limit in Detroit, we had fifty tables and one one dice table, one roulette. We had as many craps tables in our high limit that the casino I work for now presently has. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. That's yeah, the sizes like uh, people don't understand. The people who've seen where I used to work understand if you've never seen it it doesn't seem if you've ever worked in casinos the casino i broke in in doesn't seem uh, like possible 
because it's so big it's ridiculous that that it, that's it, that just seems crazy that's like when you hear about the, the casinos in china yeah uh, like in macau <clears throat> and they have like a whole floor of of baccarat yep. and stuff in high limit you know and pie gao and pie gao tiles and it's it's crazy with people playing behind people like five deep and it's like packed and they're like hundreds of tables. That's crazy. I get, I got a, we used to have a, we had a $50 section in the high limit and I was, I eventually, I would say I got a high limit by injection. Cause I started fucking one of the dice dealers in high limit. And like <laughs> uh, three weeks after we were like public, I was in high limit every day. And I was like, that's, what, that's what happened? Yeah, it was really that, weird. That's usually they try to keep you as far apart as possible when the public knows. She about was it. a psycho. So I have a feeling she may have asked some people. Oh, all right. And she was also what we had back there. She was craps only. The only game that she dealt was dice. Yeah. Well, that's the way that the business used to be. That's how it was when I broke in. Yeah. I True. I, you know, when I broke in in Detroit, I only dealt craps. Um, if we if something happened, like say you were scheduled for the high limit room or something, and then the, the high that player didn't show up, you would end up mucking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She would muck. Um, and then you know that one day I remember it was right around New Year's Eve. I was mucking in the New Year, and I was just so pissed to be there because you know how it is. Yeah. You know that's that's one of your first jobs where you're working a holiday like that. You're used to partying with your friends. You don't want to be there. Yeah. That's just part of the casino business. You work all these damn holidays. <laughs> yeah. Man. But and so, you know, when we were there, I was mucking in the new year and I told my boss, I was like, this sucks. And she's like, well, here, come with me. She's like, just learn this new game that we just got, learn this. And it was three card poker. And I swear I learned it for five minutes and then I dealt too. it. I just, too, she said, too. watch it for five minutes. And I, I never even dealt a table game. And I just, I picked it up in five minutes. Yeah. It's I, not brain surgery. Right. It's, it's most capable people can figure it out. After you've done it for a while, you have to be in. Because when you first walk into the casino as an employee, it's it's a bit intimidating because of the movies and the background that you've had throughout your life. So you walk in, you're like, oh, my God, people are watching me. Do you know what I mean? You make a, a slight mistake and you're like, they must have seen that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. 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 And then you after like- after working in the business for 18 years, I'm like, they didn't see me give them the finger. You know, they didn't see anything. Right. They didn't see me uh, completely misplay that blackjack six hands ago that I just realized now. <laughs> right. If I feel like if if they're watching you, if you have a busy game or you have a reason for them to be watching you, they're probably watching you. But otherwise, it's just random luck. They're just scanning the casino. They can't just sit yeah. there and watch you. They're scanning for things out of the ordinary. If you don't do something that catches their eye, they're just going to move right past. They would never notice, you know, if you paid a hand wrong or no. something like that, unless it's just total random, they happen to be watching you at that point in time. They just can't. They and don't have enough people to focus on that. I've always found it hysterical. Since this is a podcast about casinos, <laughs> this has always been my opinion. Surveillance in dice, in craps, is fucking absurd. The, well, yeah. <laughs> the idea that they could track when it's a verbal game with verbal contracts... When a guy throws a nickel in the middle and the dice are out and you don't touch it and says horn high 12, you know what I mean? Surveillance can't hear that. <laughs> so they have no idea. So you could set it up on whatever hop number you'd like, in all honesty, anytime. 
Right. That now see that is going to be if I own the casino, I would have audio. I would absolutely have audio. It would be so simple to have mics on those. It would suck for the employees. I'm well, telling you right now, it would suck would for the employees, in, but I would have it. So- I would be in a different business if that were true at any point in time because of the things I've said to players, especially <laughs> back east. Back east was not like out here. Out In Vegas, it's all customer service, and it's like be nice to everybody. In Connecticut, it was like, fuck you, we work here. Right. You're like, yes. that's all it was because yes. it was all New York, Boston, Providence, Jersey, fucking jerk offs mm-hmm. coming at you hard, taking shots, trying to uh, cheat basically by taking shots on a dice game and saying they had something they didn't have. So it was us versus them. Yes. And I mean, I told at least 10 people to go fuck themselves and got in zero trouble for it. <laughs> zero. The pit boss backed me up and security would fucking take them out. That's awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I've, it, it was that way in Detroit. I felt like, or for sure, the players felt that it was us versus them. Yeah. Um, but they paid respect. If you could deal craps and talk shit the whole time, which is the goal, <laughs> they respected the fact that you never fucked up their bets and they couldn't get a shot over on you. Right. Well, okay, in Detroit, we had shot takers because just when any market is new, yeah, they, they come out of the woodwork. Yeah, they do. We also had a large contingency of people that had not a lot of ideas what was going on there wasn't dice there windsor across the way in in canada had just gotten craps like a few months before we did because it was illegal to have dice in in, in canada because of some old law about the queen or something like it was crazy it's the same in uh california now they have those dice with cards yeah like dice are illegal but you throw the dice the die lands, you look at the number. I've never even seen it, but people have explained it to me a million times. And you throw the dice. So you are throwing dice. And then they pull cards depending on what the fucking dice are. What the fuck? What kind of workaround is that? It's so bizarre. Because you're still shooting dice. I, I 100% agree. They have the dumbest laws on the books, like these riverboat casinos, as if they could ever drive away. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on like a pond. They're in a puddle, and they're just like, yeah, but it's not on land. Right. What? They like literally build it. They dig like a trench around it, and they're like, oh, <laughs> it's a boat. <laughs> There's really, no engine. There's no captain. You can't turn it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's a... <laughs> it is a shell. I've never been on one, but it's it's like a shell of a fucking casino, like or of a, a hotel. Or I, I don't even understand. No, like that's what I thought. I thought it would be like a boat. Like in my mind, I'm picturing like a giant paddle boat. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking. That's, when uh, that's that, how but, I see it too. But it's not. It looks like a normal building. It's just like a regular casino, just but over the water. There's like a little thing that you walk over, like barely. And you don't even realize that you're doing it. It's <laughs> yeah. so dumb. It's just like, so it's dumb. such a stupid law. Like, really? Oh, well, it's such a stupid workaround, too. Like, the law is just so ignorant to the idea that, uh, well, obviously, we'll just put it right there. You know what I mean? Like, we, we'll just build it on this fucking lake. <laughs> how, how, the, the balls of the first guy. Yeah. Like, he built it. He's like, there it is. <laughs> but then in mass, you, you, they have uh, casino boats. Like last time I was home, someone was like, hey, if you want to go on it. I'm like, no, nah, it's the last thing I would ever want to do in my life. You know, like if this podcast go, goes off, I'll do it for the the story and for the, the comedy that I think I can fucking get out of it. Um, but no, I, it's so. In, in uh, mass, they go out of Gloucester 
and they just they ship you out and once you're like a certain uh footage away from shore boof you're gambling right you're in international waters yeah Yeah. it's fucking ridiculous how they just figure a workaround yeah same thing like in the middle of the Mississippi River. That's international waters yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. It, it is. Because it's far enough right. from the shore. Yeah. It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. So you can have a boat there. I, it's crazy. I don't know. This stuff. Like there's that place in, in the middle of one of those uh, national parks where they figured out you could kill someone legally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. Legally you could take because there's no jurisdiction. There is right. no... Uh, <laughs> There's no courts. There's no laws that abide because it's not recognized land. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. There's just like thousands of the people just planning it. How could I get this motherfucker there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stand on this spot right here. He's got it measured out. There's like 50 other people there like, hey, come here. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You stand there. You stand there. Uh, you're too close, you know, and then you just like, now you, I win. Right. We got to figure out how we can buy that land and have a war games. <laughs> yeah. Just brutal, <laughs> man. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> it's a, it's a strange, the casinos are, are really strange. Cause the tribal things too. Cause, uh, I worked for a tribal casino back East and it's so bizarre that they just, uh, they built a bingo hall and then all of a sudden they were like, we want, all gaming and they were like okay we'll take 50 percent of your slot take something like that that's what is, connecticut is that, does is that, is that what they do connecticut gets like half of their slots and it's the, the rest of the revenue fucking goes absurd wow. the amount of mon- money that that casino makes this state so you cannot fuck with that casino if you fall on their property and break your leg you have to ask the tribe if you can sue them <laughs> they got that's powerful. True well, story. Yeah. Well, they got they got screwed over so badly that you know. Sure, they yeah, did, but I, then it, I, it's such a weird thing. I agree. Like, uh, uh, some kind of you know respect. I agree, and I don't know if casinos and gaming is the right way because it's <laughs> like you just give them carte uh, carte blanche and let them do whatever the fuck they want. Cause like if you're like, hey, can we sue you? They're like, no, <laughs> no, no, we're not into that. Like, uh, absolutely not. That's that's right. Yeah, I think a a lot of it is, uh, I don't know. You know what happens on the reservations and stuff is certainly. I haven't spent really any time there, but what's portrayed in, you know, in movies and TV shows that I've seen, is not always awesome. But uh, and I just feel like. They got so much taken away that nothing we could ever do could make it right. No, there's so, fucking no possibility. Right. You just kind of got to, I don't know, I try to have respect for that. But but it is a crazy thing that they can just do whatever they want. Like yeah. they have their own tribal thing. Like, I don't know. And I think you have to be 132nd uh, of the tribe. 132nd, which means... I don't I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean that I feel like we're all related. It's by four second. Yeah. Well, it's by four. Right. Huh? So it's uh, you go down by four. No, every no, no. Generation, I mean, I, I think. yeah, no, I understand. So eight away like you're eight, eight times uh, grandfather removed brother. from yeah. that tribal person or something like that. Right. So that that's a long way. I mean, that's more than six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know what <laughs> I mean, like that's. Eight degrees of uh, tribal ancestry somehow. 
Yeah, but we we uh, I thought we were Native American, and then I got my DNA results back uh, from my mom. I didn't get mine, but my mom did it, and she was one percent. Oh, see, that's, so, <laughs> what the fuck does that 1%, mean? One percent, like that's nothing. We have told the tale that our family, that my great great grandmother, uh, that came off the reservation, like that was a thing. And if you see their pictures, they look very Native American. Um, but no, apparently not. <laughs> that must not be the case. They were just tan people from the South. That Can you pause this? Yeah. So we're back. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Native Americans is a strange thing because most of the, uh, people who were tribal, um, at my old casino were black people generally, you know what I mean? You wouldn't. The tribal people were black people. Uh huh. That's interesting. Most of them were black. Yeah. That's, I'm confused a little bit about that. I didn't realize that that. Well, apparently, and I could be speaking out of my ass, which I've been known to do. Um, but apparently since native Americans were slaughtered and thought of as lesser human beings, when, uh, white people landed here, <laughs> the British landed here. Um, they were kind of thrown into the same category. So there was a lot of intermingling uh, between native native people and slaves back then. So it actually, it does make sense that a lot of uh, black people have Native American blood in them. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I never, I, that's something I never really correlated. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so I I learned that you know they give you <laughs> when you start at the casino they give you a a uh, tour of their museum, which no one goes to. It's Th not on the property. It's a separate entity with no gambling, so no one goes to it. <laughs> right, I couldn't except for other Native Americans. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. They have a uh, what the fuck is it called? Every year they have a uh, a powwow. Yeah. But, like, the <laughs> biggest one, it, it is exactly a powwow. And it's called, all I could think of is, we used to call it Shits and Missing. Because <laughs> the other, and it's something around that word, I can't think of it right now, but it was definitely a tribal word that, that did not mean Shits and Missing, but sounded a little bit like that. Because <laughs> they get tribes from all over the country, and the first, uh, like, three times they did it, they had a, a fight. And uh, people destroyed rooms and stole everything that was not fucking attached. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they just, they were like, we're making money. We're inviting everybody. And uh, everybody can't come. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's just facts for life. Everybody can't come. That's true. In all cultures, really. Uh -huh. you know, that's, wow. <laughs> Shit, shit's a missing festival or powwow. I forgot. So it's better now. They don't invite everybody now. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, well, they've they've become much more corporate now. They're not <coughs> the free spirits. They they fired a bunch of people who were actually really trying to do good for the tribe. Um, they kicked one of the guys out. I forgot his name, but they kicked one. Of, and I wouldn't say it anyway. But um. They kicked one guy out who Casino. started the whole thing. Yeah, who started the whole thing, and then they said he wasn't tribal. He got them that casino, and they kicked him out. And after, everything went fucking south oh. after that. And now it's—I hear it's a graveyard. I hear it's just really sad because they overbuilt. And then with all the casinos 
illegal in Pennsylvania, and there's one in Maine, and I think uh, they're building them in Mass right now. So, like, they used to have, you know, uh, all the business, all of New England's business. Right when you're th- when you're the one of the only what only two yeah. casinos anywhere around that's it man you got it the people yeah. are trapped you can charge what you want you can have as many tables as you want but all of a sudden it starts opening up you have to see that's going to happen sooner or later yeah but they didn't and they expanded and expanded and expanded and they built an MGM uh, whoops <laughs> casino they, they built a they uh, collaborated with a another casino and built a uh, massive expansion that's just crazy and then that the people they paired with pulled out and uh they just they overbuilt so bad it's still a pretty pretty casino like especially the uh the new additions are really really nice but it's there's too much competition there's a casino in every state or there's one closer than those because they really are in the middle of fucking nowhere you drive and you're like trees, trees, trees. Poof! This huge thing just pops out at you, and you're like, "What is, what is that little city, right. in the I, middle of the woods?" <laughs> That's it's just crazy. I I think that the, I although I've never been there, I have to imagine I I got a good idea what it's like a little bit as far as the players go, and that was their attitude in Detroit too. Yeah. They always stood up for you, and they would they would kick people out. For sure, they didn't put up with almost anything except for one time. <laughs> one time when I was dealing in Detroit, I had uh, here's a story. I I was at work and uh, my my best friend is on the stick and his name is Aquarius and he's a black guy and uh, a awesome guy. We're we're good friends and um, he. I knew when you said his name was Aquarius, that he was black. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, I, well, I, I kind of put two and two together. He could have been Filipino. No? True. Is that, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, he could have been part of the flip mob. <laughs> um, I'll go on, sorry. <laughs> no, there's no sorry here. Uh, so I'm at work, and he's on the stick, and these guys are just laying into me, man. These two big black guys next to me just laying into me just screaming at me and how I'm racist and I can't remember what happened, but like I know bad at them or something and they just laid into me and I'm like, I can't believe that this, this is happening right now. Like why I'm looking at my, my box man. Like, why aren't you stopping this? Mm. And he's just sitting there and he happened to be a guy from Connecticut. I thought, why are you not stopping this? You know? <laughs> and so he's just sitting there and they're just yelling and screaming at me. And then finally, they stood up. He's like, okay, that's enough. And they made him stop and whatever. And, you know, in the meanwhile, I'm thinking I'm the furthest person from races. My best friend is on the stick. He's right here, <laughs> yeah. but okay, man, whatever. It's one of those, right. it's one of those insults people can just throw. And you're like, fuck, like for a minute you get, you're like, but I'm not. And you want to defend be like, I have black friends. I swear to God. <laughs> but I mean, I think you realize as you get older, or I hope most people do. That's not the, <laughs> You don't have to fucking prove anything to anybody. It, fuck that. It's it's such a uh, low-hanging fruit to call a white person racist just because you had a bad day. <laughs> oh, I, I, so I completely agree with you. I just think of the irony of that particular situation. Uh, but, and 
So finally they stop it, but then, man, just a little bit later, he's back at yelling at me again, you motherfucker, blah, blah, like screaming at me. Like, I'm not going to scream for the benefit of our audience, but I'm like screaming. And, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm done, man. That's it. I'm done. I, I'm done. And I clapped off the game and I just walked off and I went home. <laughs> really? Yeah. Damn. And, and, I, and I said, I'm not, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to deal with that. If, you're gonna, if that's how it's going to be, forget it. As I walked by, I, I saw the pit boss, and I said, nope, I'm done. I, I'm done. And I just went home. And they called me, and they said, we're so sorry. Please come in tomorrow. And go. they brought me into the office, and they said, that will never happen again. We are so sorry. We didn't realize what happened. And that other person that was there got reamed, and it was like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't believe you let that happen. But, yeah, I just walked off. I forget it, man. But it's it's nice when they back you up because, I mean, we always used to – since we worked for the tribe, I always felt like it was us versus the tribe and us versus the players. So we weren't trying to fuck the tribe, but we were trying to – we were – they gave us full reign. Like my pit boss could just be like, all right, well, you're done. Get out. Nobody cared how much money you had on the table or how much you played. If you were a cunt, you were leaving. They, I mean, they banned million-dollar players. All the fucking time, you know, they'd give them a 24 and they'd be like, if you do it again, it's 30 days. So they they'd give them the 30 days the next time they did it. And then they eventually fucking ban people, you know. But out here, <laughs> if you have a pretty card, player's card, that is, if you are a, a uh, uh, beloved player for a casino where you spend a lot of money, you can do no wrong. Uh, for, I think, uh, yes, for the most part. Yep. Depending on where you are and, and, uh, where you're playing inside of that casino, I think that you can get away with a lot more inside of a high limit room than you can out oh, on, yeah. on the main floor. Um, even if you're playing the same amount of money, I think that a $2,000 average bet in high limit just carries a lot more weight than $2,000 in the middle of, of the casino floor. Yeah. True. Uh, so True. I mean, I, I understand it from a, a business perspective, but from a taking care of your employees, human aspect, I don't really understand or like it because it's, you know, some of these guys can say all kinds of racist shit and throw stuff and rip stuff and act like a fucking, you know, 11 year old throwing a fit and they just don't give a shit. Right. See, because that guy blew. 200,000 last year in that casino. Maybe that's why I'll never be a boss. But if yeah. I if I'm ever the boss, I promise I'm going to do everything I can to curtail that and that you have to be respectful. There's certain things that I'll let you get away with. Maybe you're going to hit the table or something, but to cuss out an employee or to be racist or like yeah. to be any of those things in my opinion is never acceptable. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You you throw off, you might chase off 15 other people and then and then tables surrounding you that together will be 10 times more than this guy's worth when he finally blows up and can't yeah. come back anymore you know whatever happens i oh i just don't feel like it's worth it but from their perspective it is because the next time he might be you know the next time he might be that's how they end every sentence but i, I feel like our bosses where we work now really try to back us up to the, the best of their ability. You know, if you don't shove your own foot in your mouth, <laughs> you know what I mean? And make it worse. Um, I think that our bosses are really good 
And I, I like the fact that we have, uh, what, two uh, women who are bosses and then one man and then a man and a woman, right, for backups? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that we have women. I, I always think that's uh, a better way because when they come out a guy who's losing his mind and tough guy and out, when a uh, woman comes at them, it instantly drops them down a dial. I feel like a lot of guys. I think it's definitely helpful to have mixed uh-huh. uh, genders on the shift. Yep. Um, because it's exactly like you. different things are needed for different situations. It's nice to have different weapons in your pocket. Yeah. 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 100%. I, I've said it many times. I, honestly, this is the best place I've ever worked as far as the people I work with and the yeah. management and everything. I really 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 like where i work i guess yeah. for sure yeah me too everybody's yeah. got to have a job and, and of course nobody would you know everybody wants to work for themselves or you know or not have to work at all of course but if you yeah. have to have a regular job or i don't know it's the best one i've had I yeah my joke is always like they're like how long you been doing this or, or do you do other stuff and i'm like well i i used to have a real job now i do this <laughs> right i walk around make sure that everything's cool right um solve conflicts when they come about which i i enjoy i like throwing my hat in the ring and seeing if i can calm a situation down and if i can't then i like to see if i can get the guy as mad as possible so i can definitely throw him out without (laughs) ever saying anything overboard that's exactly right yeah in a nice way you know it's a tone Mm -hmm. because you can say hey have a great night or you can say have a great night <laughs> right <laughs> and hey, what did he say to me he said have a great night yeah what what yeah i know i i told him to have a great night you know like <laughs> but he knows i said fuck you dude. that's you know exactly I mean? right and then the other one all right the other stupid ones are uh like see you later <laughs> we used to say flee you later really <laughs> nice. quickly and they'd be like what'd you say and you'd be like i said see you later i don't just leave <laughs> you know what i mean like because you were if you said that you were never on good terms at that point um and then the other one was uh see you next time oh yeah which is just to play on yeah see you next tuesday right right <laughs> so he'd be like see you next time i just called you a con <laughs> yeah the little the little uh ins and outs Sure. We used, we used to call them uh, Super Georges because everybody knows, you know, in the in the business, if you're a big tipper, you're a George, right? That's, right that, I that never heard that until I moved out here. That goes back a long time in Las Vegas. And, uh, and, and so you were a George, right? But the opposite, like the most stiff guy in the world, that's a Super George, or we shortened it to a Super G. Nice. And because uh, and you can call them a Super G right to their face and they can't. You know, they yeah, have no they idea. I have I can't tell you they how know. much joy I get in my mind calling somebody a super G and high five them and the whole crew's looking, Hey, what's up, Super G? Boom. All right, boom. He's smiling, high five, and I love it. Super G, that's yeah. me. <laughs> super, super G. G. I got I got like four super G's over here. These are all super G's over here. What's that? <laughs> super guy. Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole crew knows that these guys are horrible. Yeah. And they're excited about it too. Yeah, I'm horrible. Yeah, high yeah. fiving you. <laughs> yep. You you gotta figure out a way to wake make your uh make it easier on you. You know? Like right. and if they're gonna be douchebags all night and you know it make it worth it 
just deal with it and follow through on it. <laughs> it's so important. If everybody knows, yeah. it, it just makes yeah. it better. You know, if you got this guy and you give him the customer service that you're required to give and that's it. You know, you don't go out of your way for these people. You don't. Yep. That this business is about, I can show you the greatest time and I'm going to be nice to everybody unless you don't deserve it, you know, uh -huh. but, but I can be extra nice and you can have such a great time. You know, it's all in what you want. It's all in what you put out into the universe. Yeah. No, you, that, I agree. That is how you, you uh, look at it. I'm nice to every, I'm like, I always say if you, uh, if you're here to have a good time, I can help you with that. Be here to give me a hard time. We can do that too, because I, I again, I'm the dummy who always runs into a conflict, and I'm like, "Excuse me, what's going on?" <laughs> but but that's my job, I think. Yes. There are a lot of uh, people we work with who are <clears throat> a bit spineless when it comes to that. Look the other way. Confrontation. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm walking right up to what's going on. How can I help you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm the big dummy. I'm like, hey, what's up? Right. What? Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> exactly. Because that's how, that is our job. That's what yes. you're supposed to do. I That's how I think, too. I think my job is to settle problems when they arise and make sure everything runs as smoothly as possible. That That is what they want from us. Right. They want you to treat the business like it's your own. And that's how I take it. Yeah. If uh, this yeah. was my company and I was walking around and I saw that this was happening over here, what would I do? Would I just leave that alone or would I address the situation and take care of it? Yeah. Well, I would address the situation and take care of it. That's that's how I run it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. It just sucks when there's like, a <laughs> I might have even already told this story, but like I tapped out, I was uh, the breaker, relief, um, so I had a relief string. I had four people on my string. And uh, I tapped out this one guy in, in craps. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, um, uh, nothing. Uh, I closed uh, that game and uh, that game. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and this guy over here, um, he called me a cocksucker. <laughs> um, and he's arguing with the dealers. Um, and I'm like, he called you a cocksucker? <laughs> Why is he still here? <laughs> right. And he's like, um, I don't, well, I'm going to, I'm a little annoyed right now. And I'm like, all right, man, go on break. When you come back, he won't be here. Right. So then I went and stood right by him, looking at him <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Never took my eyes off him. So finally, <laughs> he's awkward because I'm just looking at him. And uh, he goes, hey. oh, and he had a, uh, he'd taken a shot. He, he, he said he had a bet he didn't have. So they were calling surveillance to see if he was uh, paid correctly or something like that. And it it was obviously bullshit. And it, he goes, hey, are they going to uh, tell me if I'm getting paid for that or what? And I'm like, yeah, when the phone rings. And he goes, when's that? I go, I don't know. It's right there. You'll see the light when it rings. Just being a douche. Like, but just straightforward with him. Like, you're not liked. <laughs> Like, we're not going to be buddies. And then he's like, you don't have to cop an attitude. I'm like, I don't have an attitude. I was told that you may have an attitude, but I do not have an attitude. With a complete attitude, I said that. And uh, <laughs> he finally, he goes, there's no reason to be a motherfucker. And then I was like, that's Whoa. it. You're done. <laughs> right. Thank you for right. playing. Push right. his bet back. Game over. Yes. And uh, I called the boss. <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh... I was like, hey, lady, I'm like, can I finally throw this motherfucker out <laughs> who Scott just called? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, he just called me a motherfucker. 
So yeah. that's fresh on my brain. And she's like, yeah, yeah, get, call security. And I was like, all right. Because <laughs> I didn't want to call security. I wanted to just toss him myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I called security. And uh, I was like, any bet he throws in is a no bet. And he's like, I, I wasn't calling you a motherfucker. I'm like, that eh, doesn't matter. I'm like, we're done. Mm. And uh, he's like, are they going to tell me? I'm like, eh, maybe if you make it that long. So security comes up and I'm like, this dude needs to go. So <laughs> they talk to him. He's over there chatting forever. Um, he w- walks away, puts on his backpack. Of course, he had a backpack. Um, he puts on his backpack, walks away and goes down. Two tables down. <laughs> yeah, okay. To, I got to grab this. Uh, uh, pause. Yeah. To get back where I was. Um, Sorry about that. Pause. He goes two tables down and plays at the other floor's table. And she goes, no, you're not playing here. And he goes, get your boss. <laughs> and uh, so she looks, o- she comes over to me and she goes, that's the guy. I go, yep, that's the guy. And my two bosses come into the pit, and they're standing there. Casino. He said, get my boss. And uh, Casino. Our bosses are like. uh, (laughs) Casino. Yeah. Our bosses are like, uh, no, I'm not going over there. Security's kicking him out. And so he keeps telling her, get your boss. And (laughs) both the bosses are just, we're all staring at him. (laughs) So then he, security comes again. And, uh. They hadn't actually told him to leave or something like that. I, I don't know. They are they were really dumb at this point. So then he's standing there screaming about security. And uh, he can't come near the table. They're keeping him away from the table. And uh, he's waiting on his phone call. And uh, surveillance calls. And it's like, no, nah, he didn't have it. <laughs> so I tell security, I'm like, uh, he didn't have it. So he's all done. He can leave now. <laughs> and I'm smiling so large at him while he's standing there with security just smiling at him i might no i didn't i wouldn't do that there's eyes on us but i thought about blowing him a kiss <laughs> and he was getting so mad so mad and the dealers were so happy <laughs> that i showed up and like i was there for i don't know four minutes i think and he was gone you know uh, okay so here's let's let's back up that story okay so here's what happens if i'm the relief guy and you were the guy that was uh, in the pit. So I would have walked in and you would have went, hey, Spike, there used to be this guy over there on the, that table. And he called me a cocksucker, but I kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that is how it should go. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That would have been it. You would have been like, hey, this guy called me a cocksucker. I'm like, oh, yeah? How long ago did he leave? You know, I know obviously yeah. I knew he wouldn't be there. No, of course. That's what I mean. That's, that's what I'm saying about like our job is to fix conflict. And we have a, quite a few people who are not good with conflict. Yeah. And I, I'm not even saying anything bad about anybody. It's just we all have different ways about us. And some of us, like, uh, I don't know, go towards it or try to figure it out. And then other people don't want it in their lives. Right. Well, and I do think it is a practice. Yeah. I think it's a practice at not taking it personal. That's so hard. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things is is. to not get mad yourself, to not take it personal. Being able to remain calm in those situations is is paramount and it takes a lot of practice. I think even people that don't have a you know, a lot of backbone can learn to be better. It it is a learned trait, but yeah. It is it's uh it definitely takes practice, that's for sure. Well, uh I'll say that dealing craps and getting to be good gave me a lot of uh Zen like things that I do, you know, cause, uh, two, 
be on stick on a busy Saturday night at the you know one of the biggest casinos in the world. You had sixteen people talking to you all at once, and you had to get them all and not miss a beat, you know, and work with the other people you're working with while bullshitting. You know what I mean? While running your mouth with stupid stick calls, I always had a ton of those, you know. And maintaining pace and yeah, yeah everything. Yep. Yep, and we sure. moved the dice, man. The box man would just give you the the hand, like it, the dice had been in the middle for too long. They don't do that out here because again, it's it's more of a customer service. So it depends on what you like. If you're a if you're a hardcore gambler, you would like back east better because those guys don't make mistakes. They deal the game as fast as they possibly can, whatever game it is. Out here, they want something different. They want us to BS and and uh, engage the customers a lot more. Which yeah, I I like. I understand both styles. You sure. Know? Like I, I'm not. When I was playing a lot of crafts, I wasn't, you know, I liked the dealer to have personality, but first and foremost, I wanted the dealer to be able to deal so that if I did some, and I was never uh, like there to hammer them, there to fuck with them, but if I did some press, something simple, like going uh, 120 to 150 or something, I expected them to know exactly what that move was. You know, that's right. Not slow the game down because they were like, do, 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 do. No. Right. Go. Right. That's exactly right. That's, I feel like the people out here that are looking for that gaming experience either are are playing in high limit by themselves and they're quiet and they know, you know, you know that they don't want to be talked to. Or if they're (laughs) going to be out, you know, in our casino, they have to get a private game. That's (laughs) the only way that they can do it. Yeah. You know, and that guy, you know, either this guy's, he just wants to be quiet and he's just going to throw the dice and, and that's it. You know, that's the only way you can do it out here because out here you got, you're right next to the guy, even on a $25 game in a tank yeah. top and has no <laughs> idea. And he's throwing his hands yeah. out there and he's so drunk and he's got money from who knows what. And it's, yeah. you can't do that out here. You know? No. Yeah, you can't. Um, and even, I mean, we're not out here there. They have places that have big salons and. You know that are set up for high limit playing. If you want to be uh, left alone, there are some casinos you shouldn't go to because it's right out in the open. Everything is out in the open. That's right. Like where we work, even our high limit is. You know, it's people walk through all the time just to go to the cage. <laughs> you know, like so. It's it the privacy is uh, relative, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I've I've never. Okay, what's the biggest amount of money you've ever seen somebody play outside of dice? Because dice is a little bit more complicated. You can see somebody playing max bet, and that can add up to be a lot of money. No, but I'd still go to dice. I mean, I had a guy back east who played 50000 a hand in Baccarat, and that's that's a lot, but that's stupid, too. Like, I don't know. That's Obviously, that's a fucking shitload of money. Right. But I also had, we had a, uh, like, one of those Silicon Valley guys who they had special plaques made basically for him. They had a four $250,000 plaques, and then they had one that was uh, half a million, I think, or it might have been a half a million and a million. Anyway, they were these beautiful things. It did nothing. They never hit the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like They made these great plaques because uh, I guess – in Europe and stuff, they use plaques, mm-hmm. so they tried to make plaques to make it classier. It was just silly. 
So this guy took a marker for a half a million, and uh, he won 2.3 or something million. Wow. Yeah, he was a don'ts guy, so he'd play behind. But he had special limits, which no one had at Foxwoods. Didn't matter who the fuck you were, nobody cared. Wow. I miss that. I miss that attitude. We don't care who you, that's, it really was like, don't give a shit who you are, okay? Um, so play the game properly or go away because we don't need your business. Was, uh, that was the attitude. Right, I get that. I that's, You know, that's not a bad attitude to have. I, they expect people to know what they're doing, uh, right. especially for that kind of money. Um, yeah. I I saw a guy out here at the Win. I was visiting uh, my friend over there in the high limit room. Um, and I was just watching and I just kind of happened to look and I was like, Oh my God, what is that guy betting? And I looked and he's betting $200,000 a hand. He's betting eight $25,000 chips. And I'd never seen anybody bet that much money. And he was just like, it, it wasn't like I was betting a dollar. He could have cared less. He's looking at the waitress. He's talking to his friend. He's like, Oh, I won. He shrugs. You know, I, I lost. He, he couldn't have cared less. That's it was crazy. so crazy. $200,000 a hand. I never seen that was the most money I've seen. I've seen people bet a lot of money in craps because that adds up fast. You know, with a $10,000 max bet, I mean, you can all of a sudden, you know, you got 5000 in the field and like yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. stuff, you know. But just like on a game, that guy in Bakra out here was the craziest. Yeah. I, I don't, I haven't seen that. Well, I'd have to think about it, but I don't think I've seen that much out here. I, I mean, it was at Foxwoods where I saw it. You know, I was in like, the back salon craps um roulette on the top floor i saw a guy <laughs> that was a big one <laughs> so i'll tell the truth to this story uh <clears throat> so i switched from swing shift which is eight to four at night to day shift which is noon to eight during the day and i'd just been there like a week and um i had a percocet that somebody had given me like a 15 like a big boy or no a 10 and uh, so I took that, and that would have made my day smooth. And then I was playing cards in the break room with this dude, Nick, who I mildly knew. And he, he busted out a bottle of pills, and I was like, uh, what do you got? And are you giving me one? And he, he's <laughs> like, um, yeah, they're uh, whatever, whatever he said they were. And I was like, all right, cool. So he gave it to me, and I ate it, swallowed it. <laughs> and then he's like, that was a 15. So... That's too, for me personally, some people can handle that. For me, that's too much. My eyes roll back and shit. Like I, it's not, it was never a fun place to be. I don't like taking too many opiates. So I was like, oh fuck. So I went up to my stupid blackjack table and they tapped me out and they said I had to go upstairs and deal roulette. <laughs> In the, the, uh, the top of the casino was a separate high limit that you had to have access to get into. Uh like ultra high limit? Yeah, like, yeah, it was ultra. It was ultra high limit. <laughs> and uh, so they were like, you have to deal roulette to this guy. So I go up there. He he Every spin was 56,000 on the layout. Wow. Yeah. And my eyes were fucking rolling in my head. And I'm trying to figure out these payouts, which were not that complicated because, you know, he'd have his max on whatever. I feel once you figure out it, the bet once... And that's when I was good at roulette, too. Once you figure out the bet once, you know, you're good. And his payouts were, like, between eighty and 120000 every time. <laughs> it was crazy. 
It was crazy. And I was so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. And the guy had no clue. And I don't think I made a mistake. And I was fine. But I was tripping. <laughs> it was one of those cases of, uh, I get, I always think of the, just shit your pants and dive in. Like, once you shit your pants, just put your hands back there. Get in the, you're in the shit. You might as well be in the shit. So, deal with it and fucking move on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I, yeah, I guess I've probably been in those situations. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I definitely have. Throughout my career in the casinos. Obviously, I would never do anything remotely like that today. Well, right. This is a long time ago. Everybody, yeah, that was that everybody was had a different years life ago. Yeah, right. you talk. I mean, you talk to a lot of these people and going back to working downtown. I mean, you used to be able, like, say you <laughs> worked break. at Binion's, yeah. right? You could go across the street to the bar. The bartender had a shot and a beer waiting for you while you're on break, and you do this a few breaks a day. I mean, come on, the business used to be different. Yeah, it's a whole different corporate structure now. I could never it's, get into that too. Like. I've used recreational drugs most of my life, I guess, but and I've used them at work many times. I don't generally like to use them because mm. uh, I don't like it to be a work-related thing. Uh-huh. But uh, <clears throat> I've never liked drinking at work. Like I, I do it every once in a while on New Year's. You know, you'll have a few pops, and every once in a while I'll have like a beer with lunch or some shit like that, and go into work and. It just crushes me. I, I hate it. I'm so out of my element. Like, and then I get tired and I get a headache and like, I have to keep drinking. That's the only way to do it. Oh yeah, for that wouldn't work out for me at all. I don't It'd like be drinking. Pure torture. The, I can remember one time going into work having a buzz. Long time ago when I first started in the. It was Thanksgiving, and I was working swing shift. So we had been uh, my roommates and I, who were on my same crew. Um, we all went to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving, so we definitely had a bit of a buzz coming into work. And I can remember feeling by like midnight, just like, Ugh, like torture. The first couple hours, great, you're having a great time, and then yeah. it just turns to hell. I, I know that there, I've known people throughout my years in the business that have have been steady drinkers at work, and it always <laughs> yeah. seems to end bad. And it just, ah, I don't know, man. That's not for me. I know we had a we had a lady. Her name is Beverly. We used to call her uh, Beverage Bev. Because <laughs> she always had these big eyedroppers in her purse. You know what I mean? That uh, we all knew she drank in the woman's room on break. <laughs> so by the end of the shift, you know, her makeup would be all fucking sideways and shit. And she wore right. a lot of makeup. And <laughs> like, she was a dice dealer. She was just insane. And there was no, like, stopping her. Everybody knew. And it was just understood, like, that's Bev. <laughs> she was a trip. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, some people, you know, it's you're around it all the time. It's hard. You yeah, know, you're in that business, and everybody's drinking. All the players, and it's it's like working in a bar. They just they go well together. It seems like for a lot of people. And yeah, they are their best friends drinking, right. and uh, I think that's why they wanted to keep weed out of Nevada for so long too, because it really doesn't go with gambling. Oh sure, yeah, you that's know, it's, right. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I don't. I've never gotten stoned. Well, that's not true. I loved getting stoned, past tense, and playing poker. That was always my favorite. But I drink as well. Uh, I'd have a. I always have a few drinks when I play. Um, but yeah, weed is not a like. 
let's go play craps. Like, you're like, <laughs> nah, let's go. I don't know. Let's go. What's on TV? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's more of a mellow thing, you know, unless you're already out and about doing something. Yeah. You know, if you're already out hiking or you're doing something, but it's hard to actually get motivated and go do something. It's like you got to jumpstart it, maybe. Yeah, it can be. But once you get moving. Right. You know, you're like a semi. It might take a minute to get going, but you're you're a force once you start. Yeah, true. But no, I've never liked being fucked up at work. It's just never been one of my... Uh, go-to things i i agree i have but i mean on the same in the same breath i can tell you how many times i was fucked up in the casino like when i broke in uh learning how to deal crafts it's a 12-week class in connecticut you have to get uh certified by the gaming board and the state of connecticut so you can't just learn it you have to be. You have to go through their class. You have to. Or take, it's or a state have, class, or is there like companies that run the class, and they, no, you just have to have the license? They run their own class. Okay. They have their own school. Um. So you go through that. But when I was breaking in, I learned how to deal dice really well. Um, stoned out of my mind. <laughs> I would smoke a blunt on the way into work on like a Saturday night, nine o'clock. I'd tap onto like a twenty-five dollar game. With 16 players and people standing behind them trying to get in. And, again, it comes back to shit your pants and dive in. I you guess know? so. Jeez, yeah. that seems hard. I don't... Oh, my God, dude. It was, <laughs> And I was barely a dice dealer. You know, I thought I was good. I was like six months in or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I am the worst. What would you say, sir? Huh? <laughs> what? Huh? All right. I, yeah, my brain was too frazzled back then. I couldn't. Uh, I don't know. It was different when you were breaking in. I, yeah, I. The whole world seems even at your first couple of years. You hear people that have been in the business for a long time talk about, "Oh, you're not this or that because you haven't," and you think to yourself, "Yeah, okay, whatever. I've been doing this. I think I got it." And then the longer you're in the business, the more you realize, well, that's pretty true. Yeah. You know, it takes a long time before you get certain realizations and certain certain things start to come to light you know? yeah no i agree it, it takes a little bit of time because people still think that the casino is this uh, it's just a business like any other business it's uh the business of pumping cash it just uh, has a heart made out of cash right oh yeah more the merrier yeah and it's uh, i don't know it's fun though i like vegas a lot more than i like back east only because you get it's all tourists. Most of them, I'd say 90% of them, are there to have a good time. You know, and I appreciate that. Come to have a good time. We can do that. And I'll pay if I can, too. You know, I'm uh, I'm very lenient. If the dealer says, well, he had five bucks up there, you know, or he just learned how to play the game. He didn't know he could bet uh, three times his bet in the back. I'm like, go ahead, put it up. You know, it's an extra maybe 45 bucks that they win. That they usually lose <laughs> right back, you know? Absolutely. And they have a better time because they realize I'm not against them. They could take that winnings and walk away. It will not hurt my feelings. That That's perfectly fine, too. You know, like, I, I will help you the best of my ability as long as it's a solid story. And Right. In any business, that's 
that's the go-to move if you're at a but restaurant. But even more in a casino. Buying, buying somebody dessert or whatever to get them to come back. I don't. The money that happens right now is not important to me. What's important to me is exactly what you said. It's that you get that notion in your head that we're not against you, that I am here to help you, and that I will go out of my way to help you. If you're pleasant to me and you present the situation to me, I am more than happy. I'm going to go extra. If somebody messed up a hand, I'll probably give you one more hand after that, and I won't even tell you. Because I don't want people to bet something crazy, you know, so you yeah. let it happen naturally. And if they happen to lose the next hand, I'll still push that hand because now yeah, in I their mind, now they're in their mind, they're thinking, wow, that was awesome. I feel good about it because I'm also buying time. I don't have to reshuffle yeah. like yeah. if it's in blackjack, you know, you're trying to you have to calculate all that stuff in and and customer service is is huge now. And I'm, I'm OK with that. If I'm if they want me to have fun. OK, cool. Yeah. Fine by me. Yeah, I'm not mad at having fun. Um, And you do. You meet some real interesting guys. Like, I mean, the Knights are playing the Sharks, or they were. We just whooped their ass. Yeah, go Knights. Go Knights, go. But uh, I had a guy from San Jose, and I was like, he was wearing a a Sharks T-shirt. So I was like, is that the uh, San Jose Sharks? Am I saying that correctly? I'm not from there. I don't know. I mean, it seems foreign to me. And he was a really funny guy who just came right back at me. And I was like, all right, we're cool, you know? And he kept saying nighty night, like, because we were going to lose, nighty night. And I was like, that's cute. <laughs> I'm like, we already beat the Kings, who are a better team than your team. I'm like, and now we'll just take out the Sharks, you know what I mean? Am I saying it right? I kept messing with him. <laughs> I think he was a Mexican, dude. I, I have no idea. He, he spoke perfect English, so I, I don't know his ethnicity, but... <laughs> I was fucking with him, and he had a good sense of humor. And uh, Jenny was on the game, um, who's in High Limit a lot, that Jenny. Uh-huh. And uh, she was fucking with him the whole night, too. And then uh, Juan showed up, you know, the big Juan. Yeah. Yeah. And that he's awesome, too. He's I mean, talk about the best high limit player in the universe. Such a nice guy. Yep. yep. Such no a matter nice what. Guy. Always mm-hmm. even. Doesn't give a fuck. Like, if he loses it, he may go to his room and swear and whatever. But when he's there, he's always a gentleman. But so I got pulled away. I couldn't keep busting that guy's balls. Because I told <laughs> I told him also, which is the line I had used before. I was like, oh, did you get that buffet over at the MGM? And he was like, no, I haven't been to that. I'm like, really? I'm like, because they're giving away free shark shit over there. <laughs> Sharks, did I say it right? <laughs> I, I kept doing that to him just to... <laughs> Like call back to like an insult that I liked at the beginning of this this whole barrage. <laughs> he was a, he was a good dude though, and then he 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 found out my nickname was Teabag because Jenny called me Teabag. Oh, and uh, so I told a few stories about how I got that nickname. It was just a bunch of young guys on the table, and then he said they call me T Rex because <laughs> I got little arms. And then we just realized <laughs> he had little arms. He was like, yoke dude, like worked out a lot. But so me and Jenny kept doing our T-Rex impression to him. Like, it, it was it was fun, man. Like, I enjoy that shit. That makes my night go by when I have one good table. That's with a all it Good takes. dealer and good players. It's good. You right. know? That's absolutely right. And that table's got my attention. You're going to see me. Mm-hmm. It's going to all work out better for you. I, I promise you. 100%. Right. So... It goes both ways in this business. Yeah, he said he had season ticket. Like, I, I mean, I was busting his balls all night. And I asked if his, because uh, he's flying out the next day to San Jose, San Jose <laughs> to uh, see the Sharks play when they got smoked by the Knights. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I was like, are your tickets back here? They, they're refundable, right? Like, you're not going to get screwed. I'm just worried about your money. <laughs> and so he never came back, obviously, because the Sharks got, he was hoping for game seven. Right. But another thing that one of my Zen-like rules in the casino is uh, no politics, no religion. No matter if they bring it up or not, I just nod and go, mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Or just stay away from it. But sports are all about the casino. Like, And I'm a New England guy, so ball busting is my fucking favorite. Come at me, Yankee fans. Please, come at me. All right? When we release this, come at me on whatever kind of social media. I'll probably ignore you, honestly, but <laughs> come at me. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> and but but what it is is when I see a Yankee fan and they know that I'm a Red Sox fan from Boston, there's a respect. And we will bust each other's balls the whole fucking night. But there's a respect. Like Yankee there's so many Yankee fans who come back to see me specifically. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, I I don't have that. I'm a Lions fan. And yeah. A, <laughs> no, but I go I go at a, sports a, no matter a, what. And a Tigers fan. Yeah, I, I I like sports. I'm a music guy. I'm all about music. I that's my thing. I can talk about more than anything. Yeah, I can do that too. But since we wear jerseys and shit, I wear a Tom Brady jersey. I have two of them, and uh, and a Brewski and a Irving Fryer throwback baby, and uh, those are bullseyes on my back. So oh, yeah. I have to be prepared because the Patriots are so despised throughout the whole country. Unless you're from New England, and even people in New England hate them. Because <laughs> we're just natural-born haters. So they pick the right city. I say that all the time, too. Like, it, you you want to bust balls? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you pick the right city to fucking hate because we enjoy busting balls. It's an art form <laughs> where I come from. Uh, until this year when the Lions win the Super Bowl. Uh, I say that every year. It's so awesome. You can edit, I, 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 you I can bet, edit that out, right? Right. right. <laughs> I bet it I bet it every single year, and every year it's just throwing my money in the wind. Stop betting it. Maybe they'll win. Yeah, maybe. I no, I didn't bet it last year. So it's I haven't bet on a, a Boston team in, oh God, this is going to be 15 years, maybe 16. Wow. Yeah, nothing. I haven't made a bet on any Boston or New England team because when i watch the game i just want them to win so i'll probably never bet on the knights either yeah i don't make a lot of sports bets i suck at it. i usually bet in football season i start off i'm a flea oh, I, I'm I a little complete flea little little parlays that's all i bet i don't have that kind of money i, I got kids no i hear you i yeah i'll bet if i bet a 20 dollars parlay i'm praying that thing comes in because it would make my that 140 bucks would make my life so much better right 120, I should say. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, all right. I I don't know. Uh, we do this. I think I think that's I think that's a good place to end it up today. All right. Well, this is uh, teabag. And uh, Spike saying, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's how we should end every podcast. Yeah. Like, uh, don't be so fucking delicate. How about that? That's right. Everybody. Yeah. So, so that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you, see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.